Good morning, everyone. My name's Bud Ciotti. Uh, the elders have afforded me the privilege of uh, sharing uh, God's story in my life with you. Uh, as a young man, I was uh, pretty much your typical, average, everyday punk. Um, I was making poor decisions, and uh, I knew that I needed to get out of the environment I was in. Uh, so I enlisted in the Navy. That'll do it. Uh, they sent me to boot camp, gave me a sea bag, sent me, put me on a destroyer in the middle of the North Atlantic in the dead of winter. Um, but in that, I really felt that I wanted to make more of myself or, or do more with my life than uh, what I was. Uh, I enrolled in a program called BOOST, uh, Broad and Opportunity Officer Selection and Training. It's a program for uh, uh, Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard for enlisted men that didn't have a strong academic background. Um, I went to Mike Brees' school, Bucks County Tech School for Machine Shop. Um, but for men that wanted a crack at uh, the Naval Academy, ROTC, the Coast Guard Academy, uh, so I went, uh, went to this crucible. Uh, it was far and away, bar none, not even a close second, the most difficult thing I had ever done. Uh, it was difficult academically. It was difficult physically. We trained under a, a Marine uh, gunnery sergeant, Camille. To this day, I can't do a sit-up without seeing his face screaming at me. Um, uh, he wanted to whip us in, into shape, and he did his job very well. Um, but that was a very difficult time. Uh, the attrition rate in that school was about double that of the divorce rate. Um, I, I was very frustrated. The truth was I didn't like myself. Um, I was a very different person back then. Uh, and there was this guy in the rank behind me every morning at formation who would always say to me, you know, I've got the answer for, for your issues. It's Jesus Christ. And, and I knew that he was right, but I was running from God. But later he would admit to me that he just told me that out of obligation because he didn't really like me either. Um, <laughs> but later we became great friends. Um, then one day, uh, coming back from a party out at uh, Bakersfield, California, I was on my motorcycle, and two of my buddies... Uh, a couple of sergeants were uh, on a motorcycle next to me, and they were drunk, and they were singing. And there was a, a, some guys in a pickup truck about here behind me. Uh, and we're driving down the road. And, you know, funny thing about a motorcycle, you can't see where you're going when you're laughing at two drunk Marines. Uh, and, and I looked ahead, and there was a bend in the road, and the, on the, the end of the bend was a, another pickup with those extended mirrors I can see behind a trailer. And I pulled the bike down hard, but my hand caught that mirror and I did a belly flop on the road and went skidding down and I sat up and I looked at the grill of that truck wondering why it didn't run me over and it was in that moment it was as, as if the Lord spoke to me and, and said I'm really here and I really care so the, the next day uh, I, I met with that fellow with a navigator group and, uh, and I went and quietly by myself I just prayed a simple prayer I'm done running. Okay, Lord, I'm yours. And that was my whole prayer. Okay, Lord, I'm yours. Uh, well, I, with that group, I quickly learned the fundamentals of the gospel of grace, and I was taught uh, the importance of replicating my faith 
into other men. Because in the military, there is no place like the military where the fields are white unto harvest. Um, but I, I, and, and I heard a, a, a drumbeat that just resonated in my heart that you teach others to teach others to teach others. You, you replicate your life in, in other men that, that are where you were. Uh, so I, I, by the grace of God, I completed uh, the, the boost program and, and, you know, that was an important part of my life because I was pouring my life into the lives of others. And I, uh, went on to ROTC at Villanova where I studied mechanical engineering and then something happened. You know, I, I was a young guy, you know, and, and I met this really cute girl you know, <laughs> and I liked her. Um, and, and, we, we developed, a, you know, our relationship was growing, and she just had that same, same calling in her heart of that same uh, drumbeat existed in her heart, and we bonded. And uh, she enrolled in the uh, nursing program at Abington. Um, and, uh, and, and in time, she made it clear that she really had no interest in being a Navy wife. So I had a decision. It was either that really cute nurse or my naval career. You know, 40 years, three kids, seven grandchildren later, I've never regretted that decision. Um, So I disenrolled from ROTC. And much to my surprise, Uncle Sam came up behind me, you know, hold on there, son. Uh, we let you out of your enlistment. We paid for a whole bunch of college for you to become an officer. You owe me some time. Uh, so repack your sea bag. Uh, and God had me stationed on a ship out of Norfolk, Virginia, called the USS Puget Sound. Very large ship. It was, uh, it's called a, a destroyer tender. It's a repair ship. Um, it was... We started in Norfolk, but it was soon uh, transferred to Gaeta, Italy, where it became the Sixth Fleet flagship. Uh, unbeknownst to me at this time, uh, a denomination called the Church of God, it's a charismatic denomination. They have what they call the Ministry to the Military, a uh, very effective ministry. Um, they had an outreach in Naples, which at the time was where the flagship was. Uh, where, where they would reach military personnel, specifically in, in the Navy. Um, they needed to get a hold. Their, their plan was if we could establish a group of believers on the Puget Sound, then uh, we could reach the entire Sixth Fleet because the Puget Sound, every seven to ten days, would take five ships alongside uh, to do maintenance, repairs, modifications, updates, um, and, and we would rotate through the entire Sixth Fleet. So their plan was very good, except that this was the height of the Cold War. Uh, the Puget Sound had the ability to transport and service nuclear weapons, and they were very pro- prolific at the time. Uh, we were on a secure pier. You could not get near that ship if you didn't belong to it. The, the, the guys with the scary guns at the head of the pier, they meant business. Um, so 
we got there and we had to transfer the admiral and there was a lot involved in that and bringing uh, the admiral and his crew and the marine detachments assigned to him and a new armory and it was it was a big deal and finally after some weeks i had uh, a day off and my buddy who was another believer we decided well we're going to go to rome um and uh we're uh we're going to go do the tourist thing you know three coins in the fountain the whole deal so uh I, I speak a little bit of Italian. We get to the train station, and I get us some tickets, and I get us, and it's this sea of humanity. Gaeta is a resort town on the Mediterranean, and trains are just going in every direction, and people just everywhere. And uh, we, we are, you know, we get to the right platform, and we get on the train, and you know, those crazy Italians. Nobody ever explained to them about the bubble, you know. So we were going through this train, just looking for a place to stand where people weren't touching us. You know, and, and we went along, and the compartments were all filled, and we saw this one compartment, and it had two open seats, you know. Scusi per piacere, due per... And I couldn't think of the word for sit down, and, and they looked at Ah, si, prego, prego, sit. So we sit down. It was the people that were praying to meet us. Uh, that was the connection. From that connection... We started the Gaeta Christian Servicemen Center, and it was a very effective outreach. It is there to this day, uh, reaching the Sixth Fleet. And in that time there in Gaeta, Italy, uh, I, I was able to uh, just do what that drumbeat in my heart had me doing, pouring into the lives of other men, teach others to teach others, sharing that gospel. Um, I really didn't want to be there. I wanted to be back home with that hot little nursing student. But I knew it had purpose. Um, well, I finished my time uh, in the military. The whole time I was there overseas, Pam was at home planning our wedding. Two weeks after my discharge date, we were married. Um, and then we uh, began the, you know, the family thing. Uh, we, start, we started having kids. Uh, Childbearing was difficult for us. Um, we had uh, multiple miscarriages between uh, children. Um, we uh, became pregnant with twins. The twins came very premature. Uh, we had a boy and a girl. Uh, the Lord saw fit to take home our son. But Pam and I will tell you, we never felt the, the presence of God, just the, the reality, so intimately as when our son died at, at that time. But he blessed us with three girls, and we began you know, raising, raising these girls and instilling into them that same heartbeat that both Pam and I shared. Um, and we were involved in our church. We were, you know, we headed up the Sunday school program. We did the, the Pioneer Clubs program. Pam directed the, um, the the Christmas play, and you know, it was a very, very business time, busy time. And in the midst of all that, I decide I need to go back to college and finish my degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, I was working as a as a machinist, and and so you know, there I'm going two nights and some Saturdays, you know, going to college, working at, at this degree. In the meantime, the company that I was working for uh, got approached by a larger corporation, you know, can you design and build these things, um, this, this line of tools? And, you know, I began doing that, 
and, and it looked like it was going to be very successful. So uh, the company, the owners, made me a partner in that business. In time, uh, I would buy the balance of that business. I, I became the sole owner of that business. The, the company grew. We became, over the years, it was a number of years, um, we became successful to the point where uh, that larger corporation became solely dependent on my little company, and they determined they wanted to buy me. They needed to, and I, it, it was a bitter fight. I don't know that I have ever expressed my gratitude, said thank you to my small group who walked through me, with me. They were God's tool to bring me through, uh, you know, having this, this thing that I grew ripped out of my hands. When I got to the, to the other end of it, though, I realized, you know, once the sale happened, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, but it, it, was, it was quite a trial. But at the end of that, I then had an identity crisis. And, you know, quietly within myself, um, you know, God, what am I? Redefine me. You know, God, is, are you going to redefine me? What am I to do? What do I do here? And, and I set up this little business on the side thinking that, you know, this has meaning. And that's what I thought at the time. But almost unnoticed, God hooked me up uh, with David Nelson and Crossing Cultures International. Um, we saw him here just a few weeks ago with, with some guys that, you know, that I knew, that I had met. Uh, you know, it, was, it was a wonderful time. Um, you know, but in, in that crisis, Henry David Throw was right. Men lead lives of quiet desperation. Um, but I became involved, and I couldn't just write a check and say, that wasn't going to do it for me. Uh, I really felt God calling me to go, to, to, to be part of this. But I didn't want, if many of you remember, I went to Southeast Asia a couple of years back. I did, truth be told, I did not want to go. But it was like the Lord saying to me, thou shalt go. Uh, and, and so I reluctantly went, and what I saw there, that drumbeat that was in my heart, it was deafening with those men. I, you know, I was humbled by the pittance of service that I did to that, that drumbeat over the years. Um, and what I found was God did not redefine me at all. He took what he started back there at that boost program where where, you know, my salvation prayer was just simply, okay, God, I'm yours. That was that prayer. And, and then when, when I got to Gaeta and then raising the children, and then in this next chapter, it was just God building on what he had done all along. And I'm now starting another, another chapter in my life, and I know God is just going to continue doing the good work that he started in me. And that's my God story, and I'm sticking to it.